Hey everybody, it is Tyler and Mark here for the Buffalo Community Podcast. We have a kind of a very interesting episode uh, today, mm -hmm. uh, and you're all seeing it, and you're going to see it in a couple of different formats. You are going to see us interview the three mayor candidates for the city of Buffalo, which include Eric Anderson, Terry Lockmeyer, and Susan Matson. Um, and we're doing these interviews separately and actually on different days. Mm -hmm. But they have a, a list of questions that you guys helped us come up with and, uh, and a couple that we came up with for them as well. But let's get started with our introduction and then we'll kind of go what to expect. This is the Buffalo Community Podcast, all about the greatest small town in the USA, the people in it, and how it all works together. Here are your hosts, Tyler Reese and Mark Benzer. Mark, welcome yeah. back. Yeah. That's uh, right right next to each other on, on here. This yeah, I know. I'm not used to being this close to you. Brings us back to December of uh, 2019. Right. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, when we first began this podcast, we said no politics. Mm -hmm. uh, we were approached and I thought, well, this could be a good idea because local politics is nonpartisan. Yep. Um, absolutely nonpartisan. Nobody's running as a Republican or a Democrat or independent. It's nonpartisan. So don't worry. We don't get to any of that crap that, well, one, I think we're all going to have enough of it in right. the 2020 election. Yep. Um, that being said, we want to give everybody a fair shake, and which means these candidates came in. And we're going to give uh, the interview uh, with them individually mm -hmm. uh, and, and let them uh, post that as well. But we're going to comprise this interview with us and all three of the candidates, but we're going to put them in a random order here. So I've got my special tool right here. And a randomizer. Randomizer. So this is going to determine who we're going to hear from first, second, and then third. So... Doing random, random sections right here. So very first up, we're actually going to have Eric Anderson. And then let's see, we're going to make sure, uh, well, I should have paid for the premium version. You got an ad coming? Yeah, Wheel of Fortune. Buy oh, it. Oh, man. You should buy it. Buy it. Oh, that's not bad. We'll be back after this. Yeah. All right. Next up to determine our second and third position between Terry and Sue is going to be Susan Matson, And then uh, to... Last but not least is Terry Lockmeyer. So that's going to determine our our order of who you are going to hear from. I hope that you guys can stick around for the entire thing uh, because this is all about Buffalo, the people in it, and how it all works together. Mm -hmm. So that being said, should we just jump right into it? Let's do it. I kind of totally overtook this introduction. I love it. All right. I think it's perfect. Great. All right. Let's get in with our first interview right now. All right, and next up, we've got uh, Buffalo mayoral candidate Eric Anderson. Uh, thank you and welcome for coming on the, the podcast here. Why don't you take this time to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you, and uh, we'll go into the interview. Yeah, thanks for having me. My name is Eric Anderson, and I'm a candidate for the mayor of the city of Buffalo. I've been a lifelong resident of Buffalo. I graduated from Buffalo High School in 1988. Uh, Went to college, a few different places. I uh, graduated with a law enforcement degree at Mankato State University. Um, continued some education at the University of St. Thomas. And then did my law enforcement skills training, kind of similar to an academy up in uh, Hibbing, sure. Minnesota, Hibbing Te Technical College. Um, I was employed with the uh, city of Buffalo. Um, I began as a police reserve officer in 1993, and then I got uh, hired as a licensed police officer in 90, 1995, and I worked from there from 1995 to uh, 2003 as a uh, police officer where I was a patrol officer and served in other capacities and um, did other things with the department. So uh, after that, I uh, ventured on to the city of Howard Lake, where I've been for 15 and a half years, and I currently work as a uh, police sergeant. Sure. Um, I'm currently uh, a council member with the city of Buffalo, It'll be uh, coming up on six years here that I've uh, been serving as a council member. I'm uh, married to Vijay Lindquist Anderson, and we have three children. Uh, my oldest is Haley Anderson. Uh, she's married and out of the house now. My oldest son, uh, Joseph, is uh, off in college in Florida. And my youngest son, Jonah, will be a freshman at Buffalo High School this year. Very fun. That's great. Uh, family man. Um, this serves the community. 
definitely in multiple mm-hmm. capacities. So thanks for coming in. Uh, but let's jump right into it. Uh, you've you've signed your your petition of running for mayor. Yeah. Um, what is the role of mayor in Buffalo? You know the uh, I think to give a real simple answer of what are what the role of a mayor is is you have your city council and you have your mayor and your mayor is the head or little leader of the city council that uh, does a lot of direction, uh, working a lot of with uh, the city administration on putting things together, um, coming up with ideas with city administration. And then, of course, uh, what everyone sees is a city council meeting, and the mayor is there to uh, lead the city council meeting. Sure. Um, is, uh, how many council members do we have in Buffalo? We have the mayor, and then we have uh, four council members. So kind of the tie-breaking vote? Yep. Okay. So uh, so we, we have a quorum every time that we have a council meeting, yes. Sure, sure. Okay. Well, thanks for, thanks for elaborating that. I think some mm-hmm. of uh, the people might not exactly know the role of mayor. Mark? Myself included. You can count <laughs> me in on that. I guess I know what a mayor is, uh, but what a mayor does is this is all. So there's Education. there's a lot of a uh, lot more of be- behind the scenes work that a mayor does. Yep. You know, working with city administration. Um, you know, working on uh, different uh, develop working with development plans that are going on. Trying uh, to draw different businesses in at that point. You know, looking sure. what 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 kind of things is the council looking at? The mayor kind of works with the city administration to get those things going. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, you know, the mayor does like a maybe a daily, weekly briefing with, you know, city administrator on things that okay. are going on and focuses on that kind of stuff. Okay. So that being said, why are you a good choice for mayor? I think, uh, especially with the city of Buffalo, being I've lived here all my life, I've seen all the changes that have gone on with the city of Buffalo. Um, I've worked with the city now since, uh, well, when 1991 when I first started. So I've, I've worked in the different aspects. Uh, I was also on the fire department for 11 and a half years. So I've seen the law enforcement side. I've seen the uh, working with the fire department and now being on city council, I've seen uh, kind of a, a view on everything else that's gone at that point. So also during my time on city council, I've uh, served as uh, two years on the planning commission. Uh, I was on the liquor committee for a couple of years. Um, I've been involved with uh, United for Youth. So we're seeing... Uh, those different areas too, and to being involved in that uh, has given me uh, a lot of uh, knowledge and insight on the different ways that things are working involved with the city. Perfect. Um, what What is the best thing Buffalo has going for it right now? You know, that's one of the things that I've put in my uh, my filing statement that I've done every year is I think that we've still got that. Uh, everyone talks about the downtown in Buffalo. And how we want to keep it with that uh, small downtown feeling, um, and I think it's a quaintness that we have with that too. Sure. Um, so I think if you look at it, we've got the uh, we've got the downtown, which we want to keep similar to as it is right now. And there's always going to be changes that we have to deal with, and people aren't going to like that. But you know, hopefully, we can work through those things and and keep the quaintness. Um, I think the other couple areas is we've got some really good lakes here in town. Mm-hmm. We've got Buffalo Lake. We've got Lake Pulaski. And then to go along with that, we've got uh, parks on each area of the lake and other areas in town. So um, that, too, we can uh, always continue to work on and improve. And I think it's that's, those are a couple of the two big attractions that we have that really draw people in here that want to come live here in Buffalo. Yeah, yep, I agree. Flip side of that coin, um, I guess what items uh, do you see that need the most improvement for, for Buffalo and um uh, you know, any proposed fixes in that, you know, that you would have? Yeah, again, you know, one of the things that I've said over the years and um, as I've uh, ran for city council is my one of my things is I want to see uh, keeping taxes low. And I think that, uh, of course, there's a few times where we've kind of fallen off into that, that there's reasons for doing that, that the taxes have jumped up a little bit. But trying to keep some of the lowest taxes in Wright County is a big thing. Um Besides that, I think we have uh, we have great uh, public safety. We have really good police department with uh, employees in there. Um, our fire department, um, 
we always have people that want to apply and work on the fire department. So I think public safety-wise is one of those big things that we have at this point, too, that's really going on that we can benefit and grow from. So <clears throat> to kind of go back to your, uh, your previous statement of uh, uh, that quaintness, what do you envision 10 years from now, you know, if you're mayor, the city of Buffalo, downtown, uh, surrounding areas, obviously the 2555 corridor, uh, but how do you see downtown as it relates to the city of Buffalo? You know, one of the big things the the, uh, the city has done over the years is they've, uh, you know, done the downtown studies on what, what needs to be done and what kind of improvements need to be done down there too. Well, now we've seen the uh, senior housing go up and that's opened up and filling mm -hmm. up with residents at this point. Um, people talk about the need for a grocery store down there. That's a tough one because uh, city administration and I think the mayor have also, current mayor, locker mayor, have uh, worked on trying to bring in um, different grocery stores at that point. And mm -hmm. for different reasons, they just can't justify bringing in a grocery store and putting one down there at that point. Um, I think, you know, if I looked at it and said 10 years out from now, I'd hope that we'd have something again. I think it's always been a good benefit of having a grocery store in that area where people can utilize that. Sure. I have a follow-up question there. You said they, meaning grocery stores, they don't have an interest right now coming down. I think financially they really couldn't uh, make it by doing that at this sure. point. That's why, you know, kind of why It's not the city of Buffalo, though, saying no. we don't want this. It's they. I, just to clarify it for Right. Our, no, the city of Buffalo here. has done a lot to try and get, uh, you know, some type of a grocery store down there at that point. It's the grocery store establishments that are saying... Financially, we can't make it at this point because we've got uh, we've got Walmart, we've got Tub, we've got Target. You know, other people, yeah. the big box stores that are gotten into the grocery stores at this point, and they're selling a lot of it. And people are going out there while they're doing the other shopping. So, yeah. you know, eventually, if we get more residents down in the city in downtown area, it might be something that a grocery franchise would look at you know maybe some sure. type of a smaller one with maybe a uh, market express or something like that sure. so and i hear people talk about that all the time you know I, I enjoyed going to coburn's when it was down there because it was nice quick it was close to where i live and you know it didn't take a whole lot of time to do that rather than going into these bigger box stores where you got to walk along yeah big no. area to find what you need so <laughs> right um you know other than that uh, you know as for the downtown in 10 years from now, I think we're going to see, we're going to have a Highway 25 improvement in next two years. Um, that may change, drastically change how it looks down there, especially on the lake side. Um, we've been talking about that with the city engineer who also been working with the uh, state DOT at this point to bring up the plans down there. So it's going to look a lot different. So it might, that might bring a lot of other changes down there sure. at that point. That project, that Highway 25 improvement plan, that's MnDOT implementing that correct, yes, correct. It, that's not driven by the city saying let's move this state highway to no, really it, disrupt it, our, our city for two it's years. a MnDOT project with city and buffalo involvement yep and that's where uh, any changes along that lakeside will come in with the uh, city being involved in that sure sure again a lot of clarification for the people listening right correct. now saying you know it, people might not say that doesn't make sense to to do that that's going to one decimate downtown while this project is going to be happening but it's a MnDOT thing that's that's outside our borders it is it's uh, going to happen and I think you know we can work we have a great city engineer right now that uh, is working with MnDOT to sure. make the changes that the city wants to see involved in this point yep so there's um, a lot of talk about utility cost concerns and I just you know maybe you can shed some light on you know how utility rates um, change, how they're set, and, you know, kind of how a mayor might uh, or may not have any control or, or say in, in utility costs. Yeah, so the city has looked at that multiple times over the last uh, few years. You know, one of the recent ones that we did was actually a utility rate study on the, uh, the water and wastewater and sewer rates. Um, and, of course, you did see a little bit uh, higher increase in that, and that was based on... Uh, looking further on down the road on uh, what kind of improvements uh, needed to be done. So there needed to be some budgeting for that. And uh, the rates went up at that point. Um, for a long time, the city was uh, was uh, basing uh, or taking a lot of uh, 
money from uh, sewer and water access fees. So when new businesses or residential uh, developments come in, they, uh, they charge for the uh, sewer and water access and they bring in those fees and they were using those to, uh, to pay for different parts of uh, um, you know, infrastructure or whatever was costing at that point. And you know, with the uh, recession going on many years ago, we, uh, the city uh, lost a lot of those funds coming in because there wasn't a lot of development. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, of course you see uh, utility rates going up at that point. So, um, so I, I think there's, there's always time that this can co consistently uh, and continuously be looked at um, to see if there's ways that we can uh, adjust or lower them or you know even even providing the citizens with information on um, you know why are our utility rates where they're at at this point you know people talk about uh, high electrical costs too and uh, you know the city of Buffalo works with uh, a power provider that uh, we seem to have some of the lower costs at that point so but we can always be uh, looking at that to see if there's ways that uh, you know that can be lowered or what other kind of uh, benefits might be out there sure <clears throat> uh, that being said is you said you have that conversation with the public how do we how do we create a more uh, transparent communication line uh, with with the community that was one of the the questions that uh, came across our our uh, Facebook post is how do we open up that communication line between public city council and mayor mayor's office that's one of the things that I would really like to see. Um, how it gets done, I'm not sure that I have the exact answer for it. Sure. Um, I think, you know, transparency is huge because I want to see um, very little, if none. You know, I want, I want all, everything to be, pretty much everything to be out there and available for the uh, taxpayers and residents to know on what's going on at this point with the city, you know, city administration, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think, you know, with, with the time that we're in right now with uh, social media, there's so many ways of getting information out there at that point. Mm -hmm. And um, you have to keep working at it and figure out uh, which is the best one and which way. You know, it seems like everyone has their own way of trying to get getting information. You know, yeah. some people are on Facebook all the time. Some are on Instagram. Uh, some listen to KRWC radio, you know. So I think you got to utilize every aspect that you have to try and get that sure. information out there at that point. Um, I know the city council has tried to be a lot better over the last year or two with getting information out there, yep. um, especially when we have uh, city council meetings and we something comes up and we discuss it and the mayor will ask uh, city administration if we can make sure that that's posted on the city website. So a lot of information is posted on the city website, but do people actually go and look at that? Yeah. So I think you know we kind of need to figure out how to broadcast it all over more and in a better yeah. way. I'm gonna I'm gonna interject something not not to speak for you, but it's more of a uh, a directional advice to people asking that question is you have to be involved too. This is our city. It's not the mayor's city. It's the city of Buffalo. It's everybody's residence in there too. You know, so there's some responsibility that falls on us as citizens to ask for that information as well. In, in, my, in my opinion, this is, I'm not speaking for you here. Correct. In my opinion is we have to be involved as well as citizens here. Why is this going on? You know, how, how can that, we do this? That, how can we that's, be involved? That's a very good point because uh, that, that's another aspect that I will look at and I see uh, that um, there needs to be, I'd like to see a more citizen involvement somehow. How that happens, I don't know because you know, we have a lot of people that uh, seem to come to the city council meetings over the last uh, couple of years and they've uh, they've they've asked a lot of questions they've done a lot of research and they've dug into information um, and it seems that they want to be more involved and I think that we need to find a way to get more people involved like that you know even mm -hmm. besides the uh, committees and whatever else that we have at this point um, you know people there's people out there that want to do that so we, just, we need to find a way to allow them to do that yeah okay um, I think we, we've already hit this this ninth question right here. You already talked about trying to keep taxes low um, in that. Is there anything that you wanted to talk about right now that maybe we haven't covered yet as a message to uh, the city of Buffalo or the city of Buffalo residents? You know, this is a great community that we live in. Um, of course, there's always people that have questions on a lot of things. 
Um, I want I want people the the uh, the residents, the taxpayers that are in the city of Buffalo that if they have any questions, um, feel free to contact me. Uh, my information's out there on the city website. I have a telephone cell phone number, my email address. Um, I'm more than willing to answer any questions that you have. And if I don't have an answer for it, um, I will look into it and find someone that can direct the information to you or get you in contact with a certain person that has it. Um, you know, one of the big things that we recently did on the city council um, is we have a, a financial uh, planner that, uh, that we, uh, we, the, the city um, engaged in um, a financial plan to look long-term on what the city best can do with uh, with uh, money situation and you know things that are projected down the road, um, we had a workshop on that recently, and it really enlightened me on a few areas that uh, I guess I really um, maybe was in the dark about before. But the city has a lot of debt right now, and the financial planner and I I totally agreed with us. I think there's different ways that we can look at uh, bringing down that uh, overall debt. Um, so that we're looking at, uh, I, think, I think overall, it'll look at when we talk about lowering taxes, that's one way that we can maybe lower the taxes is to eliminate some of this debt so we don't have uh, our yearly property taxes aren't so high. Um, people look at a community center. Um, maybe that's something that we can get more involved in and look at down the road because we won't have such a high debt. Maybe we can just take out a little bit more but um, eliminate a lot of debt. Um, the yearly spending... Um, you know, I, I want to see the, uh, I'd like to see this, the uh, city council more involved in the um, annual budget process. Um, you know, in the past, now that I've been on city council, for a majority of the years, it's been uh, the city administration has brought uh, the information to the council later in the year, like September, uh, you know, um, and it doesn't give the city council a lot of time to look at it and ask questions. I'd like to see uh, more workshops earlier in the year to get the city council involved and uh, ask, you know, can we, is it necessary to do this with this big dollar amount that we're looking at? Can we push it off? Um, you know, financially, where are we sitting at? Is it something that we can justify um, doing now or putting off till later? So, um, you know, I, I want to see the council more involved. I don't see there, there's enough involvement on a lot of areas. Um, and I think, you know, if I'm elected as mayor, that's one of the big things that I would do is make sure that the mayor, the city council and the city administration are all on the same page and working together on all the issues that come up. And, you know, if two years down the road after I'm elected, I want to be able to say I was part of the city council that, uh, we're way better than we were two years ago. Love it. Nice. And I know because it's going to come up, when are we going to get a Chipotle? That would be great. <laughs> you know, that's one thing whenever I go down to the cities, you know, I've, if there's a Chipotle nearby, I will get there. But, you don't even um, have to be hungry. Yeah, you go yeah. get that burrito, yeah. You know, I, right now with everything that's going on in the world, I'm not sure that that's something that we'd be, probably be able to come in at this point. But It's not um, on the very top of the priorities right now? Probably no. wouldn't be, but, you know. If we can figure out a way to do it, you know, yeah. someone that wants to buy into that franchise and bring it out here, I think it would be a big hit. Yep, I agree. Totally. I agree. You know, there's there's a couple other restaurants that I've thought of over here that, uh, you know, they'd be perfect, you know. I kind of always look at Buffalo as, you know, I model it really close to Monticello. Yeah. You know, of course, Monticello's got that I-94 corridor, so they got a lot more traffic going on through there. But, you know, pretty similar to Monticello and Elk River. And they've had a few things over the years that they've brought in there you know, restaurants, and I thought, you know, those would be perfect for Buffalo. Yeah. But we just don't have that uh, traffic flow that uh, does it. But, you know, eventually a Chipotle, you know, a um, couple other ones, yep. maybe it'll work out. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll mark the date and time right now and just see what the difference was on, yeah. on, on when it actually comes to Buffalo. Yeah, correct. Uh, yeah. Well, and on behalf of the Buffalo Community Podcast, I can't thank you enough for coming in and, and doing this for the, the, the residents of Buffalo here. And this is what, what we're here for and help get everybody's uh, message out. And I wish you the best of luck in the upcoming election. And um, Thanks for I, coming in. Yep. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
So uh, next candidate up, we have Sue Matson with us. And uh, Sue, why don't you kind of get things kicked off here and tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do. Okay. Well, I was um, born and raised southern Minnesota and um, met my husband at St. Cloud State. That time of the, the uh, years, you know, people would say you go to school to get your MRS degree. So anyway, <laughs> got one there. Um, he's from the Rockford area. Um, immediately after graduating school, I went overseas, taught for the Army Dependent Schools in Europe, where I set up programming for children with learning disabilities. And uh, we returned stateside in 72, uh, settled here, and uh, this is where we raised our family. Um, along that time, I um, was involved with a lot of community things, uh, as happens when you have children. Yeah. And, uh, and so did that and uh, did a lot of volunteer work um, somewhere in the 80s. Some people saw fit to give me a Buffalo Honored Citizen Award, so nice. I, I'm pleased with that. Mm -hmm. And um, anyway, so currently I teach uh, inmates at the county jail, and um, that's I've done that for about two decades now. What do you awesome. teach them? Anything and everything. It's okay. uh, considered like a one-room schoolhouse. The class is life skills and adult basic education. Sure. Um, we just now, we're so excited, we just now got the ability to uh, test, to give okay. GED testing, okay. um, which that hasn't happened before. Sure. So anyway, I have students from a day or two to a year or so, sure. and so we find awesome. things to keep them busy. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so the reason we're here is you're running for mayor. Yes. Um, I'm going to jump to question three versus two. Uh, mm -hmm. And then we'll go into that one. So sure. why are you a good choice for mayor for Buffalo? Well, again, I've uh, lived here since 72, um, have seen many different factions of Buffalo over that time, appreciated our past, appreciate a future that we're going to have. And um, I will, I think that my education background lends itself well to that, um, we certainly commend our teachers these days about all the innovation that mm -hmm. they have to do and planning and preparation, and that's just, in a way, inherent in a teacher mindset. And so I bring with that um, what I think is my ability to lead well and bring coalitions together, and that's what I think that our city needs. Sure, sure. And then kind of piggybacking on that, going jumping back mm -hmm. to the second question, is the role of mayor in Buffalo. Is it, a, is it a weak mayor system? Is it a strong mayor system? And by that I mean, is it city council driven or is it mayor driven? I think it depends on, on what the, the topic is. I think from my observations of attending council meetings and reading through minutes, I believe a lot of it is mayor driven. Um, I'm not sure exactly why I get that. It's just my my hunch. And um, I would like to see the council being, council can't act independently, right. but I would like to see more, what I would think is more independent thinking among the council members. Sure, sure. You had touched on uh, a little bit, just um, you know, good things that um, being excited about the future of Buffalo. What is it that you think is the the best things that Buffalo have going for it right now? Um, the best things that Buffalo has is is the people who live here. And um, where I see more and more their willingness to to speak and to you know make their, their wishes known to start forming a lot of coalitions. I think we've done that a lot in the past, um, like when a project needed to be done, such as Veterans Park or or the playground or those kind of things. I just like to see it be more universal. I'm excited about the community center um, group that's been together since, as far as I can count back, it's 2009 mm -hmm. that they've been working on their issues. Um, just the fact that they'll come together and, and speak up and sure. wish to be heard. Sure. And now let's flip it 180. Okay. <laughs> what needs the most improvement for Buffalo? 
Communication. Communication. Communication in a variety of ways. Um, I think for people to feel more comfortable bringing their concerns, I'd like to see um, more participation. One of the things I have in my, I have a kind of a 3C platform, which is community communication and competence. And in the, the community and communication, I would like to see a return of the student representatives on our, their ex officio members. But for our council and for our boards, I think that generation has a lot to offer. And um, so that would be one I'd like to see the billboard sign go back up outside the community center. Um, not everybody has internet or subscribes mm -hmm. to you know, looking for things there, just I'd like to see a monthly newsletter. I would like to see just a variety of task forces used. So I see communication as the big thing. Sure. So communication, question number eight, how, so how was it, you touched on it, newsletters, mm -hmm. things like that. I don't know if you have any, any, if you want to expand on that more, but how, how do you create a transparent line of communication with, with the people? I would see it happening with um, our council members and the mayor more um, uh, accessible. Um, one of the things I'd like to see is that they would have um, a, a city email address. So it's kind of the same, sure. same thing and more accessible mm -hmm. and have that interaction back and forth. Sure. I'd like to see... It would be nice if there's just a time you could walk in, you know, and talk with somebody. Sure. As opposed to um, doing it in whatever small forum time you have at meetings. Sure. And then communication comes as well as I, I am concerned that oftentimes agendas don't get out in time if there's an agenda mm -hmm. for some meetings and that the minutes aren't, aren't like right away. Okay. Uh, even if they're draft minutes, I would like to see draft minutes sure. published. Okay. <clears throat> um, so look, I mean, we're kind of getting bouncing around here. Sure. Is we had some re requests uh, as far as the communication goes, and you know, none of us are immune to what's on social media. So we asked, "What do you want to ask these candidates?" Mm -hmm. um, we had a lot of questions about utility costs. Um, your thoughts on that? Any plans of what can Buffalo do? Because we hear a lot. Utility costs are high. Mm -hmm. uh, expand on your thoughts on that section of utility costs and what Buffalo can do to maybe keep those in check. Well, I've been at several public meetings, uh, council meetings, where somebody comes in and explains what it is. It's confusing as I'll get out, you know, as, as to what it would be. I would like to do a bit more study on that. I, I do a lot of my thinking through through studying and research. Mm -hmm. I'd like to know more what's happening with other cities. Because as you see in the social media, it says, yeah, but my city and, you know, my city yeah. this. And <laughs> so I'd just like to yeah. to know more about that from, from, I'll call it an insider's point of view, mm -hmm. as opposed to what generally comes out to the public. Sure. So. Make sure we're doing okay on time here. Sure. Hmm. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Um. So we uh, talk, touch, touched on utility costs. How about, um, you know, everybody is interested in keeping taxes affordable, keeping taxes low. Um, so how do we, while, while we're trying to develop and, and grow Buffalo, not only downtown, but uh, on the edges of town, um, you know, keeping taxes low, any, any thoughts or ideas on, on how that could be accomplished? Well, I, I had mentioned before we came on air, I'm glad you put the edges of town yeah. in there because there's just so much focus right now on on downtown, and mm -hmm. Buffalo is more than, than downtown. As far as the taxes go, again, another area of study. We're fortunate that we have in this city the um, financial advisor mm -hmm. person that um, you know can work with that more. Um, I don't have the answers mm -hmm. on taxes, but I think when you put enough people together, we'll find those answers. Yep. So well, let's explain, or not explain, expand on it a little bit as far as developing the edges of town. 
Yes. You know, we, we kind of talk about that. Any ideas <clears throat> of that? Not just focusing on downtown, um, which is actually a great segue. What, how do you envision not only downtown, but the edges of town in Buffalo for the next 10 years? The existing comprehensive plan, um, which will is set to be redone for a 2040 plan coming up, but the existing plan um, had some beautiful ideas for um, parkways and, and things that would uh, um, kind of circle the outside of town, that there would be more inviting uh, approaches to town mm-hmm. on any of our uh, entrances here. And so I see that happening, the development according to that plan, um, the existing one, says that the bulk of our expansion should be toward the east. And so, um, you know, acquiring the property, I have concerns how the airport's going to fit in that piece in terms of being able to expand to keep up with what we have. But I, the airport people, they're pretty good, you know, mm-hmm. about staying on top of that. So, um, so that would be one. But uh, to see that our developments, I'm happy about the Greenbrier Hills development that's out there. Um, some of the things that they're doing have yet to see it happen, but mm-hmm. <laughs> some of the things that they've proposed out there is that they would have community gardens there. That they're, I think there's an orchard slated for out there. That they've got you know their own walking trails. So so just keeping things green, maintaining communities within our community is important to me. And um, so that's how I see that happen. And I think we'll be an inviting place for people to expand there. Sure. Um, in, as, as mayor, is there anything, any plan as far as, um, or ideas on, on how to attract people to come in? Uh, and the reason I ask for that mm-hmm. is because I think social media gets a misconception of what the mayor's responsibility is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, if you're a mayor, it's not your responsibility to open up X business or close X business. Right. It's really to make an environment that people want to come to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have any ideas on on bringing that that stuff in as external people uh, that currently don't live in Buffalo? Some of that I think um, is already happening with the um, the downtown the Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. You know, is is working on mm-hmm. doing a lot of promoting and all of the businesses within there. And then their activities that they're bringing here, such as the kites and the Buffalo Days, which, of course, you know, we didn't have this year. But, <laughs> but yeah. um, bringing people in for, for that, and then hopefully when they're here, they'll see that this is a nice place. You speak of the, the uh, social media, you know, and a lot of the chat on there is it's just making it for old people and, you know, not the young people. And I had mentioned before I'd like to see more of our students involved um, on our council and in our advisory boards, and tap them for, you know, things that they know, things that they think would be important. And then beyond that, we have the the HRA, and um, HRA has a lot to do right now, as we know, with the housing things that are that are being built. I'd like to see more attention being paid to, and and funds going to developing some of our neighborhoods and the houses that already exist and giving people a, a hand up for that, um, developing um, different types of programs that's within their um, ability to do. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, as we're kind of uh, getting through these questions, I, a lot of them intertwined because sure. they're, they're kind yeah. of answered <laughs> after other ones. Right. Um, is there anything that you wanted to talk about that maybe we haven't yet, or maybe the message that you want to give to the citizens of Buffalo or, you know, potential voters? Okay. Um, I just wanted to speak a little bit to, to leadership style. And, and I see a mayor as being a leader. And I, I brought with me, there is, um, you said, what's the duties of the mayor and mm-hmm. the weak mayorship thing. When we filed for, to be a candidate, we got this lovely packet of, more stuff than you'd ever want to know yeah. <laughs> about uh-huh. being a candidate. But a very simple one here that talks about, uh, and it comes from the League of Minnesota Cities, the elected officials' duties and responsibilities. And it lays it out what you are and what you are not. And and what you are not is is not full of yourself as a as an elected official. Sure. And and I'm about as real as they get. 
you know. And I want to talk about then the leadership style that I have is is one where um, I maybe it comes from the educator thing, mm-hmm. but it comes from knowing when to effectively delegate, when to support, when to counsel, and when to direct people. Those are all within the the abilities that a mayor has. So mm-hmm. I could see myself as being a very effective leader and taking people where they are, finding out where they want to go. And you do that by, you know, first identifying what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Hopefully by identifying, you can prevent a lot of the problems, but identifying what the problem is, then researching the problem. And the last piece is to then um, execute whatever mm-hmm. the situation is. So I just wanted to mention that that's my style and it's gotten me where I am today. Sure. There you go. Awesome. All right. Well, um, we're a little bit under time right now. Okay. Uh, Can I but, add one more thing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One more thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've not run for office before. The The last time I ran for anything was um, Miss Blooming Prairie, Minnesota. So oh, nice. my uncle promptly dubbed that Miss Blooming Idiot. But <laughs> anyway, it worked and, and I'm fine yeah. with that. But they... Um, uh, as far as the communications go, and in our time of COVID, I've tried to put together a campaign that makes things accessible for people, gives people enough information, and in my literature that will be coming out and, and on my webpage, can I say what it is? Yeah, absolutely. Of course, yep. Very simple, matsonformayor.com, and an email. Spell out Matson. Yep, yep. Two T's, S-O-N, M-A-T-T-S-O-N. And the email is matsonformayor at gmail.com. And in the, the website, you'll find that I have arranged for meetups in our city parks okay. for the eight Saturdays after Labor Day till the Saturday before the election. Mm-hmm. Three sessions on each day, three hour and a half sessions, and I hope to see people there. Sure. And uh, come to listen. I come to listen. Sure. <laughs> come to have some conversation and um, put, put uh, all of us to work. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we really appreciate you coming in. Thank uh, you. It was, it was a pleasure getting to know you a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I wish you the best of luck in November. And, Thank you. Well, and well, this fall leading up to that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I couldn't bring all the frivolity that Hayes Public House did <laughs> to you. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, I, I uh, hope this uh, is informative. It was for me. It um, absolutely And I was. appreciate being yeah. able to sit with you. For sure. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, next up, we have the current mayor and mayoral candidate, Terry Lockemeyer. Um, let's just jump right into it. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, a um, little bit of history, what you do, and why you're running for mayor. Absolutely. Um, again, Terry Lockemeyer. I've lived in Buffalo for over 40 years. Really, Montrose, 15 years old, moved to Buffalo. Um, go to Montrose Elementary School, then go to the Buffalo Middle School, and I'm, I'm taken from 16 kid, 19 kids to about hmm. 260 kids. Uh, I wanted for people to know who I was right away, so I ran for student council. Student council <laughs> led to college going to student senate. Student senate le- led to wanting to do a little bit more and got into the real political world. And uh, student senate went to, we go to the White House, we visit people, we lobby on behalf of the oh. students and tuition. So I got in deep right away, right? And you get, then you, you meet that man you're going to be with for the rest of your life. And we moved to Buffalo um, after college, during college. So I've been in Buffalo for that whole time. And I very early on decided I wanted to be part of the city as a community being a very, I think, civic minded. Um, and I wanted people to understand what that was about. So when I first got involved, I wanted young kids to understand how they could give back, pay it forward. And being on council, you have the ear of a few people because you get to be on committees like safe schools. So you work with the school districts, you work with the county, and that collaborative thing is what I was really interested in, making sure that it wasn't just Buffalo we were thinking of, but the bigger picture. So um, city council, 16 years. And then you get to that point where you decide, am I ready? Am I ready to run for mayor? I mean, and someone would say, you should run for mayor. People say that to you, right? Yeah. They yeah. say that to you guys. Yeah. And, and I did it, and I knew I was ready. And um, for the last four years, I've really concentrated on 
teaching the young people um, through very simple ways, like going to uh, Love to Read Month at the third grade level and uh, write a little color book that explains how the city operates, um, get families involved, like uh, do the Rome with our buffaloes, kind of give some recognition to the city. And then when those young kids want to invite other people and they want activities, give them some activities, like going to search out the buffaloes mm -hmm. and... and uh, I had my son, who was going to the U of M at the time, a writer, write a story about the buffaloes. And that got those kids, like, wanting to, in the summertime, go and do the roam. So it's just been one thing after another that led to really being in, the, in, in a position where you can help make a difference from a, the levels within the city. And I don't have to do that big stuff. I want to do what's good for our community. Sure. One other thing that I did during this is the, uh, the teachers at the high school asked if I'd come in and teach a local government class to the ninth graders. I'm like, super, I can do third grade here, do the color book, and then go and teach local government and help those ninth graders understand how, really, how a city works. Mm -hmm. And as they grow up, hopefully they'll be interested in uh, being involved at other levels. So really, it's just been very organic and it started way back here, and I've been so supported by my husband, my children, my parents, my siblings, um, the people of Buffalo. So it's, like I said, it's just, it's been something that you dream of, and, and uh, you can make a very big impact at a, at a local level. Cool. I'd like to transition into the, the next question. Sure. And in, in we, we went to social media for uh, asking, hey, what do you guys want to hear from these candidates? And you know, a lot of them kind of had some questions that were answered between each other mm -hmm. that maybe aren't familiar exactly what a mayor does. Sure. Can you describe that role? Is it a weak mayor? Is it a strong mayor system? What is that? We talked a little bit about that before we pushed record, but uh, could you sure. elaborate on that? What a mayor does and what type of system we have in Buffalo? Just to give that kind of that elementary 101 uh, level of weak and strong, strong mayors are elected by the public and they basically make appointments within uh, the the council. They'll make board appointments. They'll appoint, you know, your safety position, your fire department, your chief of fire department. They'll do those appointments. So I would consider at this point in our, in our is that we're, I'm a strong mayor. Um, but of course, we've got a five-person council with my vote included. If there's a, a two votes either way, sure. I would be a, a deciding vote. But, and a weak mayor is someone who is appointed by the council. So yeah. there's a big difference. So I, yeah, strong mayor. Okay. Well, thank you. That, yeah, that answers a lot of it, and I, I hope a little bit more is uh, understood by our followers, mm -hmm. viewers, I should say, followers. And you have a lot yeah. of them. <laughs> I'm one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe you touched on it already, but um, why are you a good choice for mayor? I'm a people person. Um, even in this pandemic, uh, we had the discussion earlier about I'm – Unfortunately, I'm a hugger. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately for this time. Uh, I adore people. I love working with them, for them. Um, service is my, it's in my blood. It's, I, I, I swear, purple, is, you know, the, I always think of the school times as being the Buffalo mascot mm -hmm. and really being the cheerleader for the team. Well, I'm a cheerleader for Buffalo. Uh, I'm the person who will listen to someone in, at 2.30 in the morning when their electricity goes off and wants to find out a, how we can get that re taken care of. I'm that person who, if there's a concern about a water issue in your home, I'm going to show up and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see the water, I'm going to bring in the staff, and we're going to talk about it at, on every level. Um, I'm the person who wants the kids to understand how a city works. I'm the one who wants people to be intrigued with wanting to know more and be involved in the community. That's why when I first started, I publicized everything in the local paper and put everything on social media that we were doing within the city because I wanted to make sure people, if, if maybe they weren't um, at a meeting, they would maybe hear about it organically through social media or the paper, um, and there would be no surprises. I, I did find out through, through social media that I think people maybe weren't listening as closely as I thought they were because I think that's one of something that's coming up. One of our issues is we need to engage more people in involvement in knowing what's going on with our city because it's their city. They need to um, help us make decisions and uh, structure the way they want it to look. Mm -hmm. So I think getting people involved is, is going to be the thing that I'm going to strive for if, if, if given that um, opportunity. Yeah. Well, let's just jump right to it. You know, how do, what are some ideas on how to create that uh, communication line or um, creating transparency between 
city council, mayor's office, and the public? Absolutely. Good question. Um, number one, I would recommend people, um, you know, tune into our one uh, channel 180 or or look at our live stream that, that are taped, our council meeting minutes. Um, attend board meetings. They're open to the public. Um, watch the paper because we work very closely with the paper, um, letting them know what's happening. Uh, ask questions. Make sure that you know a council member or, or reach out to me. Num my number is publicized in the paper. It's on social media. It's on our website. Uh, I am very uh, accessible, I would say. And now I'm working from home in Buffalo again, so I'm able to be there for people who want to meet up for coffee. Mm -hmm. uh, I've done that. You know, I used to do it a lot more. Of course, now it's more maybe a Zoom meeting or a phone call, which is fine with me. Uh, social media, I am using a lot more of that to get the mm -hmm. word out. I have a, a, a site. And I also ask our staff, and they're so good about it, when we discuss something, we need to put it right on our, face, our uh, website. It needs to be out there and it needs to be dated and tell people what we see coming. Can we talk about the things behind the scene? Probably not because when decisions are being made like property being bought because a big, let's say a big box or someone's coming into town like a restaurant or a grocery store, you've got to keep that as a real, in real estate terms, you don't want to drive that price up because people are now knowing um, mm. what's coming, that type of thing. So we, they keep a few secrets from me so that I don't open my mouth mm. and tell everybody what's coming to Buffalo because you know how excited I am about it. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, things like that are you have to kind of keep on the low key until you know something is going to happen. You know, you don't want to promise things that don't happen. So there's, there's a lot of different avenues, but I would highly recommend people get involved. Get on a board, apply for a board. Um, you know, it, whether it be any type of uh, interest you have in the, the city, pick something that you're interested in, but definitely know your council members and yeah. definitely know who your mayor is. Yep. Okay. You want to jump to number four? Sure. What would you say the uh, is, is the best thing that Buffalo has going for it right now? Our downtown. I think we have a heart that pumps amazing energy. Um, I, I drove by yesterday, and the little kids on the splash pad, there was probably 15 people kind of spread out around that area, mm -hmm. and one little kid sitting right in the middle of the, the fountain, and people are driving by, and there's activity, and there's people walking, and uh, just the freshness of the downtown, the 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 value that it brings to our communities and our young families. Um, and as that happens, obviously you guys know the businesses that have come in the last five years, literally five years, uh, Evelyn's Wine Bar, uh, Pugs, uh, Hayes Public House. We've had uh, Abundant Kitchen. Um, we've got businesses that have kind of uh, moved, but they're flourishing. We have new ones coming. Um, today's the day, but Jay's restaurant was sold, and uh, we have new people coming to enjoy that new uh, space mm -hmm. and it will be fresh for us in the next couple months for a, maybe some facelifts. But you know, not that I haven't enjoyed Jay's restaurant as it is, and Jay's Down Under, two of my favorite places, right. truly. Um, we've got other retail places that have really got brought to life, and I want to give credit to those occasionals, you guys. Uh, 10 years ago, we were talking about what do we want our downtown to look at? And some people said, oh, I wish it was more than occasionals. If we wouldn't have had those occasionals back when that started, our downtown would not be as vibrant as it is now. So they sustained us mm -hmm. through a very difficult time in our in our city uh, or in our times because we had the, you know, the downfall of the home market, as you might know very well, that was terrible for us because we kind of built our, our projections of... Uh, our tax base, everything on that. And that has caused us to have to raise taxes over the last couple of years. And now coming, it's coming back. So we have to be cognizant of that. Um, growth might be part of the plan mm -hmm. because to keep taxes um, where people can afford to live here. Mm -hmm. So again, we're going to kind of jump around a little bit here because you, you're talking about taxes. Yeah. Keeping them low, uh, the, the uptick you said you, we were planning on because of the growth that was happening in the early to mid-2000s, obviously that stopped in the in the Great Recession. 2008, yeah. And how are we going to keep taxes low or maybe lower them? Actually, I've never heard of a tax going lower. But, right. Sustain. But, yeah. Sustain. Um, how, how do we do that? The, uh, the that's a, that's a really good question, and there's a lot of different ways to do that. I've always spoke of growing commercially, residentially, and... Um, uh, retail. You have to grow in a way that your your tax base 
kind of helps level out the way that we tax people because and, and, and people will question some of the reasoning behind uh, decisions that were made about buildings in the downtown. But for years, we have been building, helping uh, people come to here, developers, so that we can give some quality of life to all aspects of Buffalo. So you have to work with those contractors. You have to work with those uh, those economic development people to bring them here and maybe give them a little break on, on taxes for a little while, but eventually you guys, it all comes back and we, we, it helps us sustain uh, low taxes and it helps us afford the services that we provide like water and sewer, electric department, um, you know, even our, our um, internet. Um, we've mm-hmm. got a lot of fiber going on right now, fiber to the homes we're looking at, which we're going to do in a slow you know, consistent basis. Um, those are all things that help us keep taxes down because they, they're like a, they're like a business within our city that helps provide to pay for the things that city, how to maintain a city. Sure. Like your public safety and obviously your staff for your public works, uh, water, sewer, and electric department. Mm-hmm. Why don't we jump to the electrical, uh, uh, question? Absolutely. As you know, active on social media, people always seem to be complaining about high electrical rates. Yep. Is that is that something that is the city in line with other cities at our rate that we're we're currently getting electricity right. and then charging our residents for? Uh, how does that uh, compare to other? Well, I want to give you a little basis. We we work with MMPA. MMPA is a collaborative of a number of different cities, and we buy electricity together, okay? Um, and we're in the process, the city's in the process of uh, getting territories, right, Hennepin being the, the the biggest one that we work, we work with. And just recently, my territory was purchased where I live, the Walmart, that whole down past the Covenant Church, you know, all that was Wright Hennepin, and we just purchased it from Wright Hennepin. Well, I will tell you, last year at this time, I took my bill out. I paid two hundred and fifty dollars for my electric last year. This month, it was one ninety seven with the city of Buffalo. This month, and my my uh, my air conditioner has been running consistently. Sure. Now, is that answer for everybody's question? No, but I wanted to compare for myself. I have the proof. I is it is it high? I I would only know what I can, sure. what I'm pulling from. Uh, if someone feels that way, I'm, we do compare to other cities, and we we are within um, that that normal range. We aren't here, and we aren't here, but we're right here, and that's where we like to be. You don't want to undercharge because if you undercharge, obviously, then someday we have to that have these up, yeah. increases. So we want to keep it consistent, and we want we want to give quality. Uh, services and and we love working with MMPA. A uh, lot of I go to their annual meetings and it, it's wonderful to be a part of that to know the background of how uh, all these cities work together to make sure that we're all getting what we need and we're getting it at affordable rates because we're collaborating with other cities. So there's so much behind the scenes that I wish that more people would know about. It's hard to tell everybody everything. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I'm not an expert. I will never tell you that I'm an expert, but we do have um, staff that are experts. And if people have concerns, I highly recommend you call our staff. They can help. They'll either look at it, see if there's some problem somewhere. Mm-hmm. They'll analyze your bill. They'll they'll give you they'll give you a good, um, I hope a good answer that will help alleviate some of the sure what you, I would say pain financially. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll kind of go back. A little bit to you know we talked about the best things that buffalo has going for it let's go to the flip side of that coin and and what uh, what areas do you see that need the most improvement with buffalo and um any any fixes or ideas that you would have for that i think there's two that i would probably want to address and that's really i think that a lot of people talk about transparency i think people need to ask the questions and get a decent answer um, but they got to know who to ask. And I think come to the city. We have staff that will help alleviate, like I said, some of the stresses that people go through on what they think is going on. Um, come to us. Don't feel like you're asking a dumb question. There's no dumb questions. If you have a question, it deserves to be answered. Uh, I, I really think that now that we've created some really good growth, uh, I think, too, we should be 
truly thinking about a community center. I think we've had a group together. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but for the last four years, we've had this wonderful, compassionate group of people that got together, and they want to get kind of the pulse of the city to find out whether we have a need or a want for a community center. We definitely have the population to sustain it, but we need to know what the public thinks. So at some point, we're definitely going to have to put it to referendum. We're going to have to ask the people if that's what they're interested in. I personally, I'd love to see us have one. But again, we're talking taxes. Mm-hmm. You you got you to talk through. And and one of the other things that we're dealing with is we're trying to look at the, the different entities that are within the city to make sure we're being responsible financially, um, whether we have or don't have those things. So these are big questions that need to be addressed. And um, we're addressing them right now, but I can only tell you that those are things that we're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to take some time. You can't just make those decisions overnight, and you need experts to help you make them. So two things are getting the word out, letting people know they can ask questions, and the second thing, I'd like to see us uh, look into that community center in depth. Sure. Uh, I, I like the way you're answering questions because it makes transitional questions very, Good. very easy. <laughs> Good. That's... Um, next one is probably... With that growth mindset, uh, how do you, what do you envision for the downtown in 10 years? That's a really good question because my envision is probably grander than most people want to think. Um, I truly believe we have a lake that is being underutilized. I believe that we should probably have some kind of a, a harbor or a docking right there in the downtown and that eventually there is a restaurant overlooking that. Um, we definitely are going to have to look at parking um, mm-hmm. situations. Uh, I do believe that downtown has the uh, potential for amazing uh, walkways and probably parking would be a little off of the beaten path so that you're not taking up that uh, beautiful view of the lake. So it'll be, it, it, I, I mean, I'm not trying to make us a Red Wing or a Stillwater. Mm-hmm. That's not my intent. My, my intent is the people that live here can really, really get that quality of life and, and get off their boat maybe. They, they, they dock in Buffalo and they, they pull up to the dock and then they walk up to what's the scoop and, mm-hmm. and their kids and their families or their, um, their elderly loved ones or their family from out of town can just see what we have to offer because I, I really do believe we have a lot more than people really believe or think we have. Um, I tell people drive through other towns and then come back to Buffalo and tell me what you think. And that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm driving through little towns, I'm, I'm looking to see, you know, what do they have and, and what could we have. But we have a lot more than I think we give ourselves credit for. So the downtown to me is a walkable. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's family friendly. It's a great view of, of the lake and the downtown. It's, it's little shops like it is now, but even probably more so, and maybe some more restaurants where we're going to pull people mm-hmm. um, to that area. Uh, it's 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 moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I definitely see that 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 it's coming. It's here, but it's it's enveloping more right. and it's evolving from what it has been. Yeah, ten years Perfect. here ten now years. and ten years continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Ex- exactly. Yeah. We'll be episode what. 560. Five. Yeah, right. Not, yeah, probably. Not, not yeah. Completely syndicated nationally. <laughs> uh, I'm with you on that. It's syndicated. Years, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I think that that is all of our questions that uh, we've developed and we kind of ask all of the candidates. Is there anything that you wish we would have talked about that we haven't yet or any message that you want to leave uh, the city of Buffalo or residents? Well, I, want, I probably want to talk about some of the little intricate things that um, – that have been done over the last couple of years. And that's our color book, which I brought one for you guys, and it's for kids. And it tells about the different aspects of Buffalo. It tells, it's got a little game that shows all the departments that we have. So people, kids can actually learn. Our parks are in here. We have a word uh, search with all the parks, the 27 parks that we have in the city of Buffalo. We have the, the map that kids can go out and explore. Okay. And I have the little color crowns with it. But that was created by Bolton and Mink. There are our... our um, uh, our engineering firm that works sure. for the city contracted, but they make that for us free. This was something that I don't think other cities do, and I think we do this, and I, I appreciate that Bolton and Mink was willing to to do the work for us, and we can hand this out to kids. Um, we have the most adorable word shop here in Buffalo with our seniors. There's uh, 21 volunteers that meet every Tuesday and Thursday uh, down at By Surges Park. It's a little building that I would love to move them into a larger site because I think more seniors would have a quality of life that they could spend time together. What building is this in? It's right behind our skate park. It's, oh, it's okay. basically yeah. a, a yep. 
you could probably fit four cars in there. Okay. It's it's not sure. big enough for them. But uh, we've got volunteers, and the the it's basically a part of our community center, and it's it's a healthy place for seniors to spend time together and, mm-hmm. and have coffee breaks and make toys that go all over the world. By the way, mm-hmm. they're like over sixty thousand toys have been all. Cool. There, we have more than that, but yeah. this is a little Buffalo I had to make, and I bring these to the the new businesses uh, in downtown or in Buffalo, and then of course do the Rome. Um, I guess what I want to say is, as Buffalo is for all ages, uh, we definitely need to make sure that we're appreciating all ages. I know if there's been some concerns about young people and what they can do in our city, and I believe that we have some things for them, and, and we will have some more things in the future. But we got to work together on this. We got to get people involved. We got to get people coming to the table saying, "This is what we need. This is what we're interested in. We're willing." to um, put in the time and dedication and possibly the finances to make it happen. So we we aren't just a council that makes decisions. We're part of the greater good, and that's the people who live here. So my I, I asked for your vote on November 3rd uh, because I know that I can do the job. I know I have the experience, and I definitely have the people skills. I love, love, love this community, and I would never in my wildest dreams do anything to hurt it. And Very that's good. how I'd end it. Thank you so thank Perfect. you so much for coming into the uh, BCP studios, uh, huh. and let's go to our next segment. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, hopefully, you found uh, the conversations first and foremost informative. Yep. Um, kind of a different format than what we've established in the past, with a little more banter, a little more free form conversation. Wow, I was going to say flair. I thought you were going to say flair. Yeah, well, flair. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it would be another way to put it, but, um, you know, trying to stick to a script and, and let the candidates, um, you speak, know, speak for themselves. Yep. And I think we should really st- send a, an extended thank you to our viewers. Uh, one for submitting your questions. And I know we didn't get to everybody's very specific questions. We try to generalize those questions in a, in a forum where we have limited time resources, you know, we could talk forever, but Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes camera batteries just run out. Right. But I I think these are good questions that kind of encompassed everything that you guys wanted to ask. Uh, But there's one surprise. I am surprised nobody said the best thing going for Buffalo was the Buffalo community podcast. So maybe, uh, but we weren't the place that needed most improvement. Right. So, but we always want more improvement. So thank you for following us. All the contact information for each candidate is going to be posted on this and all of their websites, obviously, too. But if you can, like it, share it, find us on other social media aspects, subscribe. And, well, for the Buffalo Community Podcast, I'm Tyler Reese. I'm Mark Benzer.